0: blind love radio i'm your host anna rosen enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity transformation and the divine hello welcome back thank you guys for joining me for another episode of blind love radio i am so grateful that you are here and listening and I'm so excited for this episode. I apologize that it is late. I didn't get any episodes out last week It was a very hectic week Coming into October. I feel like the fall starts like ramping up with like all of these things and It's like carving out time to just rest and so this got put on the back burner but we are back people and this week, you might get two episodes. So that's exciting. Love that. Um, so today, I have Kira on the podcast from Birth of a Madam. If you don't follow her there on Instagram, that's her handle, Birth of a Madam. Definitely follow her, check her out. She has amazing divine correspondence offerings. And I believe she just made a Patreon too, so if you want like more tarot scopes and she's giving all this great information, so you can follow her there on Patreon, you can find all of that on her Instagram, or definitely just order a Divine Correspondence. We talk about what that is in this episode, it's like these amazing mail offerings that she is offering, um <laughs> and I I got one. I got her last spot for last month and it was really really beautiful and it was so spot on with what I'm going through and I really needed it. Um it came with this beautiful beautiful poem on the back of The letter and it was so cool just to receive it and without even like opening it it was like this dose of medicine and I don't know like how she finds like the perfect poems for the perfect situations but it is a gift let me tell you um so this is a really fun episode we talk a lot about like where spirit led her on her journey and her listening to spirit different self-care topics, um, different tarot cards that kind of interwove with her pregnancies and all of her different kids, which was so interesting and fun to hear about. Um, We talk about her, you know, the letters that she's offering. We talk about how she reads tarot, different tarot cards we go over, um, and we talk about poetry and she reads us some amazing poetry that she loves. And I love this episode. Ah, she's such a creative soul and I feel such a kinship with her. And I know you guys will all love her if you're listening to this. It'll be right up your little divine alley. So without any further ado, here is Kira from Birth of a Madam. Smooches! Hi. so we're live live hey. Oop, hold on what did I do oh okay we are live it's real Ooh. okay so go ahead and introduce yourself
1: hi and thank you for having me Anna I am Kira of at birth of madam on Instagram I am a cancer son um, Cancer, Leo, Rising, <laughs> and a Pisces moon.
0: Ooh, I'm, I'm a, a Pisces mother... moon too. Oh,
1: cool. I'm a mother of four children. Uh, my oldest is 12 and my youngest will be two in October. The middle two are shortly to be seven and just turned four. I came to Tarot in late in 2016 through a dream. had a pretty gnarly 2018 um, survived and then 2019 the art muscle kicked in
0: (laughs) so now I'm doing
1: um, a lot of healing for myself and possibly others through um, through tarot and art and just like keeping showing up to it
0: (laughs) So, have you always considered yourself an artist, or you feel like this, like, no. really just popped up?
1: Um, I had this wish to be an artist. I definitely had um, this yearning to be an artist, but it just wasn't available to me. It was almost like, uh, like a closed door. It wasn't what you should should do or um that that was for talented beautiful people and I didn't fit that and had no space for expression I think my, my younger years were a lot of just like trying to fit in and trying to do what everyone thought I should do which was to meet this certain potential that everyone saw in me but I didn't really know what everybody was talking about
0: so, what's it been like stepping into those shoes?
1: Um, it feel, I feel like, um, I've been wading in the waters since, um, early, late 2015, early 2016, I started writing again. Um, that was one thing that, um, kind of hovered over me for a long time. People would say, you need to write more, you need to write more. If anyone wanted me to be sort of artsy, they wanted me to write. And I kind of denied that. I was like, I'm not a writer, I don't write. And I spent most of my, like, young adulthood not writing. And then in 2015, it just happened that there was, like, whispers in my community when I was in Michigan of this 100 days project. And I was like, you know what? That sounds like something that would be really good for me. I just had my third child, and I was really trying to just survive like day-to-day, kind of like feeling any sort of goodness. And so I was like, yes, I will do this 100 Days Project. And it, that 100 Days Project was get recommendations from anybody who was willing to give them a books they'd read that like transformed their lives, turn to page 34, read the page, and then see what happened.
0: Ooh, why 34?
1: I was 34. That's how old uh, I was. Oh, cool. I <laughs> yeah,
0: love that. I,
1: um, I fell back into poetry at that point, and I was able to like really start writing for me, and I started showing up to my friend Helen. She has this, she calls it the joy center. She, she does like poetry workshops and artist workshops. She invites mediums and yoga instructors. And it's just this beautiful community center that she's built. And I would go to her open mic like, nights and just like read from my journal. And so I think 2015, I started waiting in those waters. But in 2019, I started calling myself an artist. And it came after another 100 Days Project, the second one. Um, and it looked like I started the year, like, cutting and pasting. It felt really good, Um, like, to a vision board. And then it just, like, opened up into this, like, 100 days project, cutting and pasting. Um, I called it the Viva La Vulva project. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So I was doing, like, these vulva shapes out of cutting and pasting. It was hilarious and lovely and freeing and... One, one day, my husband and I were talking and I'm like, I've never said vulva this many times. If you counted up the, whole t- the many times I've lived my life, I've just said it more times in this conversation than I've ever said it. So this art is like for me for right now. And part of it was like I was sharing it on Instagram and people were saying, oh, that's lovely or whatever. And that felt good. After my 2018 year, which was just like, it was a big mess. So I kind of felt like art was helping me come out of my shell, be seen. And as much of it was just a process for me, some of the things that came out of it, people, like, responded to, which felt good.
0: So what, what kind of, like, is the tie between the creativity and the spirituality and tarot? Like, I feel like they're all kind of, like, in the same realm for you, but, like... I guess, like, how do they relate, and, like, why do they seem to go together for you?
1: Um, Tarot showed up so, like, it literally showed up in a dream. Uh, A woman that I call a madam, like, just handed me the three of cups. I had no idea what tarot was.
0: That is, like, the spookiest thing I have ever heard.
1: (laughs) it, It was, like, one of those ones. I knew who to reach out to right away. Like I knew somebody that would be able to like point me in the direction of what the heck the three of cups was, because I'm still like pretty analog sometimes could have Googled it, (laughs) but I reached out to my friend Abby and she just sent me a picture of the wild unknown guidebook. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's pretty much what i yearned for in my life, celebration, community, that kind of stuff. But I didn't know what it meant, but I knew that it was like... She, I had her give me a reading, and she was just new to Tarot 2. And I don't even know what came up in that reading, to be honest. But I knew that when I got home, I needed a deck. So it's still... My husband says he ordered me the deck, but I don't think he did. I think I just Amazoned the Wild Unknown deck. And But he says he did, but maybe. And... It was a really great tool for us for that year. We both lost our jobs that year. A whole bunch of shit went down. <laughs> and we would we would be up late with the a wild unknown tarot deck and that that shifted some things for us. And so for a while, I'm kind of going all the way around the block, I do this. Um for a while, it was like this tool I used with my husband. And then I think the next year, 2017, 18, right after I had my fourth fourth baby, I, I owned it for myself. And it was my weight. I said, I'm having my playtime. And everybody would give me my space to show up to the cards. And I started to learn a lot about just me, not like a relationship through the cards or a question through the cards. I just kind of learned about how important play was to me and how long it had been since I had done it. And so I think that relationship then was able to set up the art relationship. So tarot like led me by the hand to just kind of let go and play and, show up to something without any sort of expectation or it was just like this gift I was giving myself over and over again. And I showed up pretty regularly, which was awesome.
0: That's so beautiful. I have such a hard time with playing.
1: It's hard.
0: It's hard. I feel
1: like I had a conversation. with We were at a fair the other night. Like this was like a random street fair we showed up to. And a woman in a ukulele booth was like, I'm, I don't know if she said she was 60 something. I'm just not going to ever grow up or if I do or something. It was all about and I was like, yes, if you can keep tapped into play, you're just, I don't know. There's no words for it.
0: It's hard because it's like very intangible. And it's, like, something I feel like we try and, like, explain, but it's, like, the inexplainable. (laughs) Yes. Which is part of its magic. Totally. So, like, what other cards do you feel like you really have a kinship with?
1: Soul card, birth card, whatever you have, have you. I'm an 11. So I'm justice and high priestess, I guess. I do identify to an extent with the high priestess. I think I'm in denial of a lot of like ownership over like specific energies sometimes. And I just have to be in that right moment. And it has to be right there and like, almost glowing to hit me over the with it but um yeah high priestess for sure um cards that have shown up for me over and over again that like just kind of knock my socks off are the star um I have this really tricky relationship with the seven of swords I mean I guess that's what the seven of swords is supposed to bring to us anyway <laughs> but it like I yell at it <laughs> I yell at the seven of swords um in the, uh, specifically the Sacerbido tarot or Sacerbido tarot, one of my favorite decks, um, the Queen of Cups takes me home. Um, also in that deck, the Four of Wands shows up for me big. Yeah, the, I would say those ones are the ones that are just like kind of calling out right now.
0: What's it been like, have you been giving readings to people? You give readings to people, right? I
1: have. Um, I just kind of went,
0: like... <laughs> you just went prowl. <laughs> I just went prowl. I'm
1: an amateur. No, um, oh, this is awesome. There's an artist at
0: that same art fair the other night, and she's like, yeah, I came out of the closet as an artist. Yes. Um, I think I... I had people like asking
1: for readings and friends, and I was getting to them, and absolutely. But it started to just be this thing that like I yearned for. And like, um, so in July, I gave my, I think, my first paid reading. I did in July, it was my first paid reading.
0: Um, it's so Cancerian with the eclipse.
1: Yeah, it was pretty. This has been a really like since, since the spring some things have just like shifted and presented themselves and I'm opening up more and more and more.
0: That's so cool. And then, Oh, Mm -hmm. um,
1: the thing that I'm doing right now, which feels like the biggest, I can't believe it's happening, but I kept calling it in. So yay, it's here. Um, because I do found poetry and collage and tarot. I kept saying all these things are going to like collide into Mm -hmm. something. I don't know what they're gonna collide into but and then it just like um jordan i'm sincerely the tarot totally inspired by that whole like get tarot in the mail because i love
0: Love that love love him love that
1: i know and i love sending things in the mail like i did i did a february correspondence thing it's like the month of february you can like write a letter every day or something and so all of that collided and i do A found poem, a collage, a three-card tarot spread, your present moment, shining light, and a guide to action. Handwrite the message, tuck in a surprise or two, and send it off. And I opened it up for September, and I was like, I can do 11 of these. I'll send out 11. This will be cool. Let's see if it works. And I just got my 10th subscriber (laughs) client who wishes to receive that sort of magic in the mail today so i have one left and i am i'm pretty turned on by this magic like the synchronicities in it are pretty cool um it's doing what i already do but in that really mysterious space too
0: that's so cool and i like jordan had inspired me for that being my first offering also with Tarot. Awesome. And I just think it's so cool just, like, bringing it back to the Three of Cups. Like, when you show up as yourself, it's like you're offering, like, this water to, like, everybody else. And it's, like, not only for you, it's, like, for other people. And it's so beautiful how it, like, ripples out.
1: I get, I, he just opened up his books again and I was able to get on. So I'm going to get one of his first messages this month, I think. Either this month or next month. I don't, whenever it comes, I'm just going to probably like jump up and down.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. Cool. I love that. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Yeah, that's super cool so what other are there any like distinctive three of cups moments that have like happened for you since like getting that reading in your dream um
1: i feel like the first few readings that i did I'll just speak to the last one. I did my first reading for my mother.
0: Ooh, that's big.
1: Yeah, this past, I guess it's only like a week and a half ago, maybe? Not even, like a week Mm -hmm. ago, probably a week ago. And she asked, which was like, what? I couldn't believe it. It kind of bowled me over. But um, the Three of Cups showed up for her twice. Aww. And it does that. It, it shows up for a lot of people in a lot of my readings. And sometimes I think it's just for me. But like you said, that card is just like a rippling. It's like this, like, I have it, then you have it. And it's just coming back around. And I don't know. It's, I have, like, a relationship with that card. But I definitely expect my relationship to grow and, like, deepen because... Like I shared on your dream dream what is that called? The dream
0: My dream my creative dream circle. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, I was like, yes, 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 this is for me. <laughs> yes, I mean. yes. Um yeah, it it just that dream it was just like the start of something. And um I don't know if I'll ever understand the whole of it. And if I do, great. But um so far anytime that card shows up it shows up as a guidepost it tells me that I'm in the right place or I'm in the right mindset or I'm, I'm I'm just I'm almost like I'm safe
0: that's so cool yeah um so I pulled the six of swords before we started talking Goodness. like what is your relationship to that card in the idea of like transitions
1: Oh yeah. This is a, I'm in a death year.
0: Hmm. this is perfect. Great. <laughs> oh, I feel like
1: I'm just a big steaming pile of compost.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: also that card is a big card for me too. I didn't say that earlier. I feel like I've learned a lot about that card and i learn learned a lot about that card from a lot of people. And I don't think I pull it for myself very often. I think it's just one of those ones that comes up for people. I even have that conversation with my with my four year old. Anyway. Six of Swords transition. Hold on,
0: what did that conversation look like with your, with your six-year-old? Uh, we had a, we had a relative
1: pass this year. Um and so he he's a little bit of a head head of the game on the empathic journey. Like he he's a pretty he's an empath, like he's textbook. So he has really great questions around what death is. And so I was, that was one of my biggest, like, one of my biggest moments, my thankful moments, my gratitude moments to the tarot. And I hope I remember it. Like, I was able to have a really neat conversation based on all the learning I had done with that card with my four-year-old which I don't think before that if you know like my previously my four-year-old had like my other two my older two kids had showed up with that question before tarot it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been such a a good you know I got to talk about it's it is a transition it's next is we don't we are born and we get to die and um uh, all of us will go through it, and it really does take us to like this next beginning. And you know, that's a lot for a four year old to chew on, but it, you know, it's all about the way you talk about it, how fast you talk about it, how slow you talk about it. And you could see he wasn't scared anymore. I mean, he, he did get alarmed with his squeaky little voice at one point. We're all gonna die. <laughs> 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 and, like, And that, you know, like, connects back And I can remember being five, and that would keep me up at night. You know? We all have that, I think, stage in our life where... And some people hold on to it forever, and I think it comes back around. I mean, talk to me when I'm 60, if I get there, what my thoughts about death will be. But right now, I have a good relationship with it. So this year is my death year. It does feel like a transition. Um, we moved to Ohio just... It's. We've been here just over a year from the west coast in Seattle, and um, I've had big transitions with my health. I had a big accident in two thousand eighteen. Um, I have. There's this big transitional moment with my marriage. Um. Yeah. Th- uh, yeah. Six of Swords. Nailed it. <laughs>
0: That's hard. I feel like, how do you think they kind of go together? And how do you think they're different? If you have any thoughts.
1: Death and Six of Swords. Yeah. I feel like um, Six of Swords is more... I always... I think that's one of the rider White smith cards that I like. Don't really identify with that deck so much. Sometimes I do, but... um, Because they're in the boat. And there's, like, the bigger person and the little person.
0: Yeah, I
1: think it really does talk about, like, for me anyway. I can't separate looking at that as, like, yourself and your inner child. Mm. And anything, like, I mean, death kind of, especially if we're talking about death within the tarot setting, you know, like, it is such, like, a growth moment. Are you taking all of you with you? What part are you leaving behind? Like, there's something being left on that shore, right? Um,
0: What about, like, leaving old identities behind?
1: Yes. Oh, I'm glad you said something about identity. Yeah. Um,
0: And has that shown up for you this year with, like, all the changes?
1: Yeah, I think owning the fact that I'm an artist... I mean, even saying it now there's like a little whisper in my head like laughing at me and be like who do you think you are
0: that's such a big one to right. like um, say that
1: I just yeah i i struggle with the word mother um even though i'm a mom to four and that has to do with my own relationship with my own mother but i can't leave that behind right i'm gonna take it with me but i'm gonna like transform it into what it means to me And being this, like, cancer person, it's like, it really is who I am. And I struggle with, like, boxing up what a mother was to me and what I, like, expect or want or should, could, would kind of crap on my own motherhood well this is kind of like river winding around and around I hope I'm making any sort of sense no I
0: love it I want to talk about like your all the cancer that you have yeah so like what does that energy really mean to you have you like seen it how have you embodied it what do you think about it any Uh, thoughts
1: I think in my younger years I think I really found out early on that it was my job to build a bunker, like a shell, like a bunker, a a shell, like an identity that people could feel okay around. And, of course, this is, like, 38-year-old Kira projecting a whole bunch of, like, what four or five, seven-year-old Kira was doing, 13-year-old Kira was doing. But I can remember so many people saying, you know, like, you need to like knock down your walls when I was younger and even like when I was in college. So I think the softness and the sensitivity part was just not a strength in my family. That was just like, why are you crying? Why would you have feelings? Why would you have emotions? And my mom's a Virgo. So the more I like start to find out what you know her patterning is, I'm like, Oh, then I, I can totally forgive her for, like, <laughs> don't have feelings. <laughs> um, my mom is also, like, this miraculous recovering alcoholic. Like, she's got big lessons that she's shown me. We've had some really, really, really hard times. And we've had some really, really amazing healing times. But I think I just started to learn about how she relates to feelings and how I am just, like, can't be separated from my feelings. It's Mm -hmm. how I operate. And the older I get, the more, like, King of Cups energy I hope to, like, embody, like, channeling Mm. those feelings to my advantage and channeling those feelings so that they're not, like, just, like, oozing or exploding or... Bleeding. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bleeding on everybody. (laughs) I feel like that with my Pisces moon.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that I think, if I have any of this right, my Pisces moon is the part of me that's just like so, like this is how it should be. Like, come with me to my dreamland where like mm. everyone's friends and we all are just swimming in a sea of love. Magic Ooh, love. that
0: sounds that's lovely. Cool. Like,
1: I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, a blend of cancer crises. I don't know
0: what it is. But, like. I like that. That sounds very, like, almost. I kept thinking about, like, when you're talking about cancer, like, this idea of, like, when you have a mother hosting something. Like, that idea of, like, putting up walls to make other people feel really comfortable. Like, you're not going to go to them and be like, hey, get me a drink. Like, this is what I need you're gonna be like I'm totally fine like what can I get you but like that has to come down at some point because you can't do that like your whole life and it's like a time and a place Uh but I feel like that's a cool I don't know it just it sounds like so like a perfect reflection of what you're talking about with that like yeah, we can make this world, like, completely great. And I feel it's, like, such a high vibe of those positive emotions because I am, like, I have Scorpio rising with it. And so it's, I feel like it's definitely more of, like, a darker, <laughs> a darker, more intense like deep lagoon rather than like a nice like your sea sounds like so lovely and i could like float in that all day Uh, and
1: and that's the thing that bites me in the ass because there really is a real world with real dark lagoons that like i i mean how often are you in that like fantasy sea like 1% 1% of the time.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. You know,
1: in real life. <laughs> right. Like, if you, if you can, like, finally find yourself in the magical sea, you're like, oh, and you're like, oh, was I even there? <laughs> but, yeah, most of the time it does feel, like, kind of lagoony.
0: <laughs> do you like feel it. like it, like, rubs off? Like, because I feel like that brings such a beautiful optimism to everything you do, though, on the bright side. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, like, like, have you seen that? Like, Yeah, people yeah.
1: respond to me in a way that, like, teaches me to tr- to love myself. Like, because, you know, I think who isn't here to learn how to love their- themselves? Um, especially if, like, you're femme-identifying in this world. Um, and probably... And the masculine. I mean, whatever. Um, people will say the most lovely things about me, and it kind of goes like, oh. Um, you see me, you see that part of me that, like, I, like, that, I guess it's that mothering part.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that, that wants, every yeah, that wants everyone to feel safe and loved and secure and, like,
0: do you do it at your own, like, detriment sometimes? Or you're, uh, like, taking care that, of everybody else? And yeah, just...
1: that's, that's been the unlearning probably since 2015. And, like, it's gotten real and practical in this year, and this death year. Like, all that shit has to die. All that, like, serving others first. All that putting everybody's dreams, hopes, fears, whatever's before you... You know that intellectually, you know that isn't the way to, like, have any sort of peace within yourself. So, yeah, 2019 has been, like, you gotta quit it. <laughs> and here, like, I've been really, like, I I went to a retreat in March, it was, like, uh, with Jessica Zinchuk of the Story Medicine Tarot. Oh, cool. Yeah, I went to her retreat, and it was, like, a big gift to myself, and after that, I didn't come home. <laughs> I stayed on retreat. The plan was for me to be, be gone three weeks, because I was going to take a workshop, and this, that, and the other thing, and that's when things really started to, like...
0: Crack open.
1: Mm-hmm. And so I stayed in the north the pacific northwest for like four weeks and then i found myself in new mexico um with a friend i had just met and uh she had an airbnb and i stayed in like my own like made-up retreat for a month and had no idea what was going to come through if anything i just knew that i needed to like take baby steps to just do the next right thing to take care of myself to go to bed on time to eat the right foods to go for a walk when i needed to to just like re-parent re that's a hot word right now but like re-teach myself what it meant to really nurture my physical body my emotional body my spiritual body and i was there for like four days and this like Oracle thing wanted to be, like, written down. And so, like, Guided by Tarot, my Sassafirbido Tarot deck, I channeled, like, 40. Yeah, 40. I call it – it's in my little binder right here. I call it Practice, Rest, Ritual, Retreat, Remembrance. Like, I use the tarot to kind of, like, guide me through little, like, practices to do. Like, self-care practices, basically. And I spent, you know, a month, I think two weeks of it, I spent doing that. Just kind of writing them down. So they're all there. They're things I do sometimes. But it also, came, when I came home, I also shelved it. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. So it's like an on-deck project.
0: That sounds like such a cool way to integrate everything that you learned And, like, keep doing it. Yes. Because I feel like it's so easy when we, like, take ourselves out of our lives to, like, make changes. But it's so easy to, like, come back and fall into the same patterns when we're faced with the same environment. Yep. So, like, really, like, I feel like it really is in those little moments that make the big changes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, like, all of it, like, for me, it felt so, like, mysterious and, like, a collaboration of every, like, kind word or kind practice or gift anyone had ever given me throughout the years it's almost like this like flashback of like this is how you take care of yourself this is how you take care of yourself this is how you relate to yourself the earth the air the the water and and I don't know I think things like that this thing this whatever it is it's just it scares me at times because I'm like I don't know I mean I know how to use it for myself a little bit but I also like I guess that's you're talking about the part that I'm resisting like the it took it home with me it it resides on my shelf and yet I'm still like I don't know quite how to practice you like
0: hmm. the go- why is it on your practice? shelf
1: why <laughs> is it on my shelf right <laughs> yeah I moved it from the shelf to um
0: why are you not food? using it every day oh, right? oh, okay. <laughs>
1: I said this earlier, sometimes things have to really hit me over the head. Um, I have ideas. And I think this is probably some sort of perfectionist, perfectionist mindset that gets in the way. You know, instead of just jumping in and doing it, instead of just calling yourself an artist, instead of just like, being whoever you are. I'm trying to put rules on it or expectations on it or But do you use it
0: every day? Or do you like, just keep it on the shelf?
1: I... I have played with it, I have used it for others, and I have not pointed it to myself to work on it for myself.
0: That's so Um, interesting. And you're
1: the second person to be like, you just need to use it.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's not even like about anybody else, anybody else's expectations with it. Like, I made a deck, I made an Oracle deck, and I feel like I get so much use out of it. And it's like, I don't care if my sister is like, oh, you should really, like, market this and be better about promoting it and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm. <laughs> the, part, the part
1: where I struggle with, like, I did this thing. What does it get me now? Well, see, no. Thank you for calling me out on my own bullshit. Like. It gets me the gift of using my own knowledge in a way that's just probably exactly what I need in exactly that moment if I'm using it the way I use my other tarot tools.
0: Yeah, because it's, like, almost like you're resistant to it because it, like, came from you or something. Like, it's not good enough or something, but, like, it's, like, exactly what you need, probably.
1: It probably is. I'm...
0: Oh, two of, yes. It's like, love yourself. (laughs) Love yourself. Love, love
1: love yourself. Love the
0: thing you made. Okay, yeah, I heard, I heard you. Yeah. Take it out the shelf. Use it every day. I'm glad
1: I did, I did take it down for this. I'm like, I should probably talk about this.
0: Oh my God, is that it? That was your deck?
1: No, 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 this is the lioness.
0: I was like, wow, that's really My pretty.
1: Looks like a mess because it's just like written on Oh, I love that. Will
0: you pick one of us, one for us for the yeah. podcast?
1: I wrote them on recycled greeting cards, because that's I what love I had that. at the time.
0: Gorgeous.
1: So it was fun.
0: That's very uh, cancer I of you. in Portland
1: and there was this really cool place called I think it was called Scrap.
0: That's so cool. That's so cancer, though, to, like, reuse and save um, the planet.
1: Uh, okay, so written on April 28th, 2019. Harvest. Nine of Pentacles. Ooh. Oh, wow. Okay. You've come to a place of bounty. Something you have planted and tended to has ripened. That's ah. <laughs> Explode right now. <laughs> now. Is the time to indulge
0: in ah! the labor of work. Wow, you guys. <laughs> yep. Oh, wow.
1: Gifts, experiences, what seems right for the picking, what spills out to overflowing. Thanks, spirit, guide, and yourself for doing the brave work of planting and tending. In Robert Wall Camaras. Indigenous wisdom, scientific knowledge, and the teaching of plants, writing sweet grass, she says this of harvest. Know the way of the ones who take care of you so that you may take care of them. Introduce yourself, be accountable as the one who comes asking for life. Ask for permission before taking, abide by the answer. Never take the first, never take the last. Take only what you need, take only that which is given, Never take more than half. Leave some for others. Harvest in a way that minimizes harm. Use it respectfully. Never waste what you have taken. Share, give thanks for what you have been given. Give a gift in reciprocity for what you have taken. Sustain the ones who sustain you, and the earth will last forever.
0: Wow. I love that book so
1: much. Braiding Sweetgrass. If anyone's listening to this podcast right now, please just read
0: it. Say say the title again. It's called Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin
1: Wall-Kamir. And she is an indigenous woman who was also trained as a scientist in botany. And she's a poet. And it's just the most gorgeous. You can listen to it on Audible in her own voice. It's so beautiful. Um, and then the last line of the oracle is: In this time of bounty, pause, ask, thank, share, give, and you find yourself woven to the tapestry of the wheel.
0: Wow! Wow!
1: Thank you for. Thank you for calling me out
0: god thank you for sharing that i can't let this wisdom go untouched can't just sit on a shelf it's like dying to be used it It
1: just told
0: me It's like what are you doing it's like you're it's like you're so i feel like cancers are so happy to do the work but like so resistant to the fruit of like the work I mean,
1: receiving is...
0: Receiving, right, exactly. Totally, the
1: lesson. And thank you for reminding me of that.
0: Oh my God, I'm so excited for you to use it all the time. I'm
1: going to, and I'm going to send you messages. Yes, please
0: do. That's such a beautiful reminder for everybody. Oh, I loved that. So did these ideas and these messages just like come to you over the retreat?
1: Yeah, I was really like, um, I think it was like day four. I had been there kind of like got myself firm on ground. Right. Like I'd flown in from Portland and got to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And my friend Mika, her land, her little Airbnb, and I had this, like, I'm going for a walk. I'm going to take a pen and some, like, scrap paper in my back pocket, and that's all I'm taking. I'm not taking my phone. I'm not taking... Sometimes I like to just like fill up a backpack. Like I'm going on an epic journey when I go for a walk around the block. You know, like, I don't know if that's like, that's probably the mother in me. Let's be prepared. Um,
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: Uh, so I just took a pen and some scrap pieces of paper and went on a little walkabout and had this, you know, like, I think I knew that the theme of this month that I was giving myself, like totally unexpectedly, totally divinely happening like there was no reason why any of it should have happened or could have happened it just like I was so thankful to be there that I knew that it was going to be my way to teach myself how to take care of myself so that little piece of paper in my back pocket I probably was walking around for like 20 minutes and all of a sudden I just kind of like stopped in my tracks and I was like 40 40 is
0: that sounds like it was a good omen (laughs)
1: Um, I, 40 had been a big number for me in the past, like that first hundred days project that I did, like 40 kept coming around, you know, like 40 is a pretty divine number, 40 weeks of gestation, I mean, if you follow any Mm. spiritual Christian path, you know, like 40 days in the desert, Mm. like stuff Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, um, and I kind of was like, I can do 40 things, 40 things that I can rely on past this retreat to nourish myself mm. and I just like stopped right there and I, I think I wrote down like 30 30 things that were like easy and I had started that medicine right after my I'm trained as a doula too um right after the birth of my third or my fourth child I started to do really simple things and tarot was informing it then too um, you know, being surrounded by four kids, I would do simple things throughout my day, and I'd just be really mindful of like, I'm gonna finish this entire cup of tea. Not mm-hmm. getting out of my chair. Anybody, anything can happen around me, but I will enjoy this entire cup of tea. So it was like stuff like that. Little tiny simple things. And I wrote them down and it's pretty fast and furious. And then I got myself back to the, I walked about forever or whatever. And I got myself back to the house that I was staying in. And I was like, I know what this is. I can just like write these down on these greeting cards. And I'm going to use my Sacerabito tarot deck to like, I'm just going to use the imagery, maybe not the archetype, but the imagery on the deck to inform what the, what the self-care practice will be. I mean, like, you know kind of like I was doing I probably had been doing that for a while like if I had a daily pull or whatever it was kind of informing me about how to take care of myself so
0: I love that and I feel like self-care can be like I feel like so capitalist and like Oh, yeah. You need oh, to yeah. buy stuff and, like, go shopping and, like, take a bath. What if you don't have a bath? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's yes. like, what can you really do that's not spending money? <laughs> right?
1: Exactly. And the first card I pulled was High Priestess. And I knew I was doing my oh,
0: do. Yes. And I was just about to say, like, I feel like it takes listening to yourself. And, like, that's something I feel like I definitely usually don't do when it comes to self-care. Like, you're listening to, like, other people about how you should take care of yourself. And, like, this is what society tells me is a break and a long enough break. And, like, I should feel better by now. And it's, like, that gets you nowhere, though. I'm so inspired. I need like a 40 self-care list. Do it. Do it. Do it. And it, do it. Okay, so um, what were other things on your list?
1: Um, let's see. I think I have the list. I saved like everything.
0: Oh, please read it as much as you will and feel comfortable.
1: I feel like I have... Oh, are these the first little... Yeah, this is the... Okay, these are the... These are the two little pieces of paper that were in my back pocket.
0: I love that. These are real <laughs> artifacts, people. These are artifacts. <laughs> I haven't
1: really looked at, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I guess I kind of did. So I was like, take that off the shelf. You worked on that.
0: Oh, yay. Yes.
1: Um, light candle. Beautiful. Mark, mark directions. Place hands on heart and womb. Affirm. Aww. With a warm cup of tea. Um. I wrote down just like simple words like plant, harvest, tend, rest. Put your feet up.
0: That's a big one.
1: Dance, sing, sway.
0: Ooh, sway.
1: Yeah. Wrap in a cocoon. Aww. Write a letter, call a friend. Cut and paste.
0: <laughs> Love that.
1: Doodle, walk. Call on a teacher, call on an ancestor. Yeah place bare feet on earth
0: so beautiful water
1: prepare your favorite meal just you know
0: i feel like you're brushing it off like it's not that big of a deal but like (laughs) (laughs) well it is like i don't know yeah but like i I feel feel like like a
1: return to like you know like if you would have said this to somebody like 150 years ago they would have been like yeah if i don't do that stuff in my own life
0: right totally
1: you know what I mean? And like in this modern world, we're so like, like I think like you totally touched on that. Like self care has turned into this like better, harder, stronger, shinier, brighter, more indulgent.
0: Yeah, like take a hard spin class for your self care. <laughs> it's that like, uh, I mean, another I have, thing to I'm do. Call myself. I don't get to de- define self care for anybody. Totally right. But
1: as human right, I think there are. As your human animal self, they're just, like, the things that I don't think we are tending to.
0: I think it's just the idea of, like, what it should be. Anytime you're following, like, what you think it should be, it's, like, it's never it. Right? That word. Should, yeah. The shoulds. It's a big one. It is a big one. Okay, I want to hear about your dueling.
1: Um, so, never have really practiced my dueling except for that it's just a really big extension of who I am as a person. Okay. Who I am with people, but I did take um, the most important class that I took, workshop class that I took as a doula, was with a woman called Rochelle Garcia Salega, and she, her, it's postpartum postpartum innate traditions. And her, I mean, I took that course in 2016 and that pro- totally informed anything that I probably wrote down in that whole like self-care oracle, like the essence of what she she's talking about, like rest, remember, ritual, retreat, reciprocity, like that kind of stuff, just turning to the things that have gotten us this far as humans. Like there's just certain things that you need in the postpartum time that in this modern Western society, we're, we're not holding space for, for mothers. Like those tools aren't even available. They've been forgotten or are just, you know, like, there's so many shoulds on what a mother should be doing when she's postpartum that like there isn't the allowing for, um like a communal space of so that has informed not only just like any sort of doula work that I may do in the future like I hope to one day really work as a doula for someone maybe even it's just one family but um with my four kids it's just not in the cards right now but it's like starting as my youngest is coming out you know she's going to be two um I hear whispers of, like, what that could mean for me.
0: So what... My most
1: powerful human experience has been... It's, you know, it's cliche, but it's true. Like, the spiritual, tending, growing, challenging aspect of growing a human, birthing a human, and then staying with the raising of that human, you know, it's been my biggest teaching and I feel like it's a, I think women are in a stage and Rochelle talks about this, the, the, um, you know, epidemic of like postpartum depression, like you can't say postpartum and people not think depression. The epidemic of that is has nothing to do with the individual person it has to do with what's happening in society it's like the, you have to look at the whole like the epidemic of that many women just like not feeling good in their postpartum has to do with the environment that they're in and the people around them not not necessarily there um and she says it so much greater so i hope i'm not like offending anyone because i have been in the postpartum depression it's real it's a thing but it isn't because of who you are as a person or any sort of lack you have if anything it's a it's a removal from a greater community and i think a lot of that should energy on you and a losing of the things that are really really vital in that Very short it's the 40-day window so like so much should happen in that 40-day window that looks like rest and warmth and you know soft nourishing foods and and it's just not happening for women and families
0: how yeah how do you think that we can get back to that
1: um Anybody who's listening to this and is interested in that, I would definitely take a look at Rochelle and her work. Um, But it really is by making human connections a priority. Like, it's kind of, you know, it's like, I think it's, it's the irony of our times. Like, we are infinitely connected in how many ways through technology. And yet there's this distance in the physical.
0: It doesn't give you warmth. (laughs) <laughs> you got it. Totally. You can't oh, cuddle up to birth, your phone.
1: Human, someone who has just birthed a person, needs physical touch and physical space held and people around her. She can't be home alone.
0: Which I feel like would be most people.
1: Most people are home alone. And very shortly after the birth of their child.
0: Right, because everybody else, I mean, you know, if you had a partner, they might go back to work. Yeah. yeah. And that's a lot to bear on your own. I mean, I, I'm not speaking from personal experience, but I can imagine. Yeah. Ah, that's so hard. So what was it like? I, like, I would love to hear anything you want to share about your own experiences with being a mom, and I guess, like, what, like, thinking about tarot, like, what, I feel like most people are, like, oh, the empress with mothering. Oh, I could probably give
1: you the cards of each of my children and their birth and what that experience. Oh,
0: yes, yes. I'd love to, like, hear what it, like, actually felt like and not, you know. My
1: oldest was definitely a tower birth.
0: Tell me um, how. Alice how died in, in oh. immediately
1: after birth. Um, my second born six years later was probably <clears throat> she'd get a whole spread. <laughs> <laughs> and <sighs> starting with like she was invited in like of Cups style, but immediately felt like Nine of Swords. Mm. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be pregnant. I shouldn't be pregnant because I might die. And then so much learning and hermit, like so much hermit during her pregnancy.
0: It's a hard energy.
1: And then um, her birth was a mix of high priestess star
0: mm. i love unexpected this this <laughs> but,
1: like i love thinking about this in this way but like i definitely can remember in her birth listening to the innermost my innermost self to like birth her
0: did you feel like you could like hear her during your pregnancy
1: uh, no, that I didn't have that happen until my fourth. Mm. That did happen though, so we can skip to my fourth pregnancy shortly after. Okay, I'll my
0: third, yeah, we can't skip the third. Yeah,
1: I can't skip him. I love them so much. Um, I don't know actually. He was just magic. yeah. He, he, magician energy, for sure, for him to be conceived. Um, and then... Ooh, I don't know. We'd have to, like, probably let a bunch of cards just fall out of the deck for that pregnancy.
0: That's I a Wheel that. of Fortune, though.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah, you got it. And then his birth was... whatever the card is when you finally relax to the contraction of life you just let go what's the let go card
0: I feel like the star is very uh, yeah
1: it's might be mixed with something he's
0: just temperance
1: yeah that's it. Star and Temperance, for sure. Because that's when Art came in, too.
0: Ooh, that's so fitting.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Wow, so he, like, you brought cry. it into you.
1: Yeah. And then he was not even a month old, and I knew someone was missing and immediately said out loud, I know there's going to be another baby. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not asking for this. They're just coming
0: wow chills
1: yeah it was really like and my husband just looked at me we were in the car everybody was in the car and I said it out I said it all out loud because I'm like you can't you know like you're thinking something or feeling something and you just can't help but just like say it that's just it just was coming out of my mouth and I couldn't even believe it my eyes are so huge and I'm looking at my husband and he's looking at me like are you freaking kidding me <laughs> and, like, but like you saw me soften to like the reality of like I hear you you know And, um, that was 2015. And then she was conceived in 2017. And I was hearing her as early as August of 2016. Like she had a color. She was yellow. Wow. She spoke to me from a flower. I can't make this stuff up. I seriously crack my own self up because I, there's whispers of, like, who do you think you are saying all this out loud on a podcast?
0: <laughs> oh, like, nothing like, like, on, unheard <laughs> on here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't believe
1: it. And it was really like, it was all about accepting it and just letting it be, letting her be, letting her be.
0: I feel like that's part of what you're saying about, like, not judging what things should be like, too.
1: for the spa- like I knew her name she ended up not being called but I her name that but it was close like I heard her whole name it's not what we ended up calling her but that's happened with my other kids too where they had this special name in the womb and then when they came out there was a, a new name very similar to what was the womb name
0: well it sounds like each part of the pregnancy was like such a transformation like no part was like the same because i expected you to just be like oh it was this card for the whole thing no. but like no. i love just just hearing that it was such a process oh yeah it, it I, makes I it so
1: unfolding like process because those people are like humans
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wildly Yes. Ooh, those Makes things I interesting. You, <laughs> he is, he is,
1: you know, a Scorpio with a Cancer moon.
0: Hmm. I think that's what it is. Something. Sounds sensitive. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And puberty? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: that's so beautiful though ah so much water
1: yeah him and I are the water and then I have um two Taurus and two Libra
0: oh wow that's a nice mix yeah and then you're Leo rising right yeah what how do you feel like that comes out
1: I think it's this is like this Is coming out.
0: I feel like that's the art, like the creating.
1: I think in my younger years, it came out with like, I always had like dialed in own sense of fashion.
0: Mmm, me too.
1: And it was like, this, that was my expression, I guess. I love that. No, it was. It totally was. Now I'm, you know, now I'm just a mom, and it was like, mom jeans are real.
0: I love mom jeans. I'm not even a mom and it I love came, mom jeans. I
1: came back around just in time for me to be like right smack dab in the middle of motherhood and I love it.
0: Yes.
1: Um, so yeah, it's the art. It's the, and um, I think healing of this voice, you know, like this should voice for a long time. Like the, my new voice that's going to come out. that's coming out, that's developing. Like, just being here doing this, this is pretty
0: big for me. Totally. I mean, being vulnerable in front of other people is, like, so not probably usually cancer-ish. Like, taking the walls down. Yeah. Because it can be so messy. It's like, we're not, like, contained nice little packages of a human. It's like, I am a mess. (laughs) But fabulous. (laughs) oh my gosh so how do you feel like you see or hear spirit or intuition like what's your relationship with that i know like tarot came into your life at a certain point but like was it also in tandem with like spirituality or was that like already there or did it come after or like what I don't know any thoughts you have
1: um I think it was so feelings and being empathic like I just thought that's what it was to be a human So I feel like, I don't know, have you read the book Love Warrior by Glennon Doyle?
0: No, but I've heard about it on Elizabeth Gilbert's podcast. Because she, like, I guess is friends with her and, like, loves it.
1: It is not what I expected. I, like, didn't, I was like, really? I love that woman and just the way she... Like she's in her own learning journey, I think she's the first person to tell you about it. Like I'm talking about Glenn, and like we're but we're
0: Because they are besties.
1: We're besties. Um, no, like just that feeling of like knowing. I can remember being pretty surprised that it wasn't like being able to feel the energy of a room. Like I have these words for it now. I didn't have these words for it then, but like just feelings is just how I operate and just like feeling into people. And <clears throat> I have mile markers of like spirit engagement where it's like, I've felt spirit, like probably the earliest no, like knowing at the time was 12 or 14, 12 or 14. Like, let's say it was 13, it was probably 13. And I just remember having a really, really rough time of a day and just like going to bed and having been raised like half Catholic, half, like half Lutheran saying some sort of prayer that was mine. But also just, like, submitting to this giant embrace. I don't know if I've ever said this out loud to anyone. But, like, I was lying in bed and I could actually just, like, feel enfolded by, like, an energy that was bigger than me.
0: And
1: I think from then on I knew that it had no rules. It it was for everyone it was all present even when you couldn't feel it but you could feel it if you wanted to or wanted or needed to i don't know the sea like language is gonna totally elude me in this experience
0: i love how like open you are to it because like i feel like i have so much of that water but i'm also so scared of it Whereas I feel like you feel just so, like, open and trusting towards it, and I just admire that so much.
1: I mean, yeah, but I also, like, you know, I think I've said a couple times, things need to hit me over the head, literally. (laughs) Um, I mean, I can be that person, too. I can be really closed off, like, really closed off and angry, and, like, not spiteful, but unforgiving of Anything. You know, I can be very human. (laughs) Like, obviously, (laughs) I'm very human, but like, yeah, in that moment when I was 13 or whatever, it came to me and made itself not like it. (laughs) You know, it came, and I felt it. And there have been times in my life where, you know, it doesn't always feel like a hug, but it it's there. And, like, synchronicities of, like... I doodled names over and over in my journal when I was, like, probably 16 that I thought would be my kids' names. And later on in life, I found out they were past relatives that I never would have ever met.
0: Wow. Yeah. That is spooky dookie.
1: Yeah. One of them, like, visited me. Like, I have this... Um, massage therapist back home in, in Michigan and she's super hold space for people and she's a scorpio but she her name's Chloe and hey
0: Chloe I love you shout out Chloe to Chloe
1: in Marquette Michigan um she's holding space for women like nobody but she I would frequently go on these journeys in my mind when I'd be on the table with her and it could be anything from just really like great imagery to like (laughs) getting off the table going I think I just met a distant aunt and like she said this to me and Chloe would just be like
0: I love that it's so beautiful when somebody like validates your own experience like not that you need it but it's just so comforting.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm all about the co-creation I think I whenever I'm in a space with people I come alive like, can you, like as much as like you know cancers are all about pulling up in their shell I think I've only like understood how to safely and once well, like advantageously do that for myself as I get older um but like when I am in a in a group of people or with people I can be really like
0: or I just am
1: open I, there is no like separation there's just no separation.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful, though. I mean, you get the, you get all the juicy good stuff with that. Yeah. With community.
1: Hopefully,
0: yeah. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I want to hear you, I feel like you're an avid reader. Yeah. Because you've mentioned, like, five books already. Can you tell me, like, your top top couple books that you love and think other people would benefit from reading they could be this about is where whatever
1: I did my homework for this podcast cuz I know that you ask people this ooh
0: yay and
1: um, I, I put i propped up my computer on the books that i want to talk
0: about oh my about. god i love that you're <laughs> making my day um so um i definitely
1: Want to talk about Stanley Kunitz, the poet? Um, his passing through book was one of the like catalysts
0: for my 2015 artist journey
1: on that 100 Days project. Like mm. one of his poems, "The Testing Tree." It's a good one. Love it. Then we have. Uh, Joy Harjo, or H-A-R-J-O, Harjo, Harjo. She's the current Poet Laureate for the United States, and she I've been a fangirl of her since at least mid-2000s. Um, her memoir, Crazy Brave, is amazing. Ooh. She's an indigenous woman. Um, her poetry, I have... The computer is sitting on Conflict Resolutions for Holy Beings. That chapbook, or however, you know, like poetry book is amazing. I already mentioned Robin Wall-Khmer, Braiding Sweet Crash. She also has a book called Something About Moss. I haven't read it, but I hope to someone someday. Can't talk about poetry without talking about my, like, pillars of poetry, which are Mary Oliver and Lucille Clifton, mm. Lucille Clifton as a white woman in this country, Lucille Clifton, Audre Lorde, um, Rita Dove, um, Rita, um, and um, June Jordan.
0: Oh, you're giving me so many people to go look up. I love this.
1: Um, I have this new poet that I picked up in in um, New Mexico. Asia Monet, A-J-A-M-O-N-E-T. The book, My Mother Was a Freedom Fighter.
0: Ooh, that sounds good.
1: The book, Whereas, by Lely Long Soldier is another indigenous voice that I just want to like have everyone read yes so those are the ones that are sitting here it's a lot of poetry did I yeah Yeah, it's all poetry um book books I mentioned Glenn Doyle's Love Warrior I think it's an important book um But the, right now, it's all about
0: poetry for me. I love poetry. Yeah. Will you close us out with your favorite poem? Oh, my favorite poem? Yeah. Will you read it? Or just um, whatever is calling to you.
1: Okay.
0: It could be one you made. It could be one somebody else made. Whatever you feel. I totally, I totally got
1: it. It's Lucille Clifton.
0: Okay. And, um
1: blessing the boat's palm
0: oh my god that's so six of swords (laughs) yes. yes
1: okay i think what you're doing here this podcast it returns me to my little girl self my mom is one of six daughters so she has five sisters some of which passed and most of them don't have much of a relationship anymore but when i was a kid They would sit at the kitchen table and they would share all their grown up woman wisdom with each other. And at that point, you know, they were in their mid 20s, early 20s, some of them, to like what, mid 30s? But to like me, my little seven year old self, it was just like the best thing.
0: Oh, that is the most amazing compliment. Thank you so much.
1: Table chatter that's just beautiful. Okay, so blessing the boats.
0: Blessing the boats.
1: At St. Mary's. <sighs> may the tide that is entering even now, the lip of our understanding, carry you out beyond the face of fear. May you kiss the wind, then turn from it. Certain that it will certain that it will love your back. May you open your eyes to water, water waving forever, and may you in your innocence
0: sail through this to that ah may you open your eyes to water that is what i needed to hear today wow quilting i need it i need that book She's awesome. wow thank you so much it was such a joy to talk with you thank you so much for being so vulnerable and sharing everything Oh my god, we got, like, such a peek into your life, and it was so rich and juicy. Thanks. <laughs> I've, I've just been,
1: like, tickled, you asked, and I, I'm, I'm honored to be here, and, like, just building community with sharing our stories feels really good, so thanks for making space for that.
0: Can you tell everyone where they can find you and where they can sign up for your letters?
1: Um, so I'm at birth.of.a.madam on Instagram. And that's primarily where, you're fi- where you will find me.
0: And people can just DM you?
1: Yep. I'm open to that right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yay. And if they want a letter, they can just ask?
1: They can just ask or they can, um, uh, yeah, there's one space left so for September, but um, I'm going to probably in the next week understand
0: how many i'm gonna do for october but this is something that i want to do for a little while i think that's gonna be my spot i love you you. save it for me this has just been lovely thank you so much i'm sending you so much love thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it bye bye have a good rest of your day You too. you guys so much for listening to today's episode and i hope you loved it definitely connect with kira at birth of a madam on instagram and patreon and definitely check out one of her divine correspondence offerings they are amazing and if you enjoyed this episode, if you could take a moment and tap five stars or leave a review, that would just make my day and it would help other people find the podcast. So that would be balls. And that's about it, guys. I hope that you're enjoying the start to Libra season. Um relationships are hard so if you are finding it a little challenging then I'm sending a lot of love to you and big love that's it lots of love all the love all the fucking love to you my friend mwah